Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with my co-hosts, PD, producer Dave and Paul. And today... We're going to be talking episode six of Amazon Prime's new hit series, Gen V. Of course, that is the spinoff of the other hit series, The Boys. Uh, Like I said, today's episode is going to be episode six entitled Jumanji. And before I get going, of course, I got to go through the, you know, Bingetown TV housekeeping. No matter what feed you found us on the Gen V feed or Bingetown TV flagship feed, I do want to redirect you over to that flagship feed, but also to BingetownTV.com, where you can search through our entire catalog of backdated episodes where we cover many, 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 many other shows. We're like pushing 50 shows, 300 episodes at this point. So if you like hearing us flap our gums about Gen V, go on over to BingetownTV.com and we're talking about some other show that you probably love. Other than that, we got the Discord community. Come interact with us on a more intimate level directly in the chat Discord, uh, Bingetown TV. Yeah, go over, join the conversation as they say. Let's get it. Episode six of Gen V entitled Jumanji. Uh, Dave, you were just kind of saying how you liked this episode. It seemed to really have done it for you for me. And this was my rebuttal to you. It's the classic skipping through the memories type of episode. We go into Kate's mind. I don't know, Paul, if you were locked and loaded with the executive summary that we did for the first three episodes or if we're just starting a general dialogue here. Yeah, well, uh, executive summary for this one is, would honestly be really short. All we have is one opening scene of, you know, them all getting their memories and then kind of seeing something happen to Kate. Then all of a sudden, boom, they're in Kate's mind. They go through all of her memories, mix in some of their own. And then we also got a glimpse of the woods. So we get honestly a shorter episode, but it was still entertaining. We got a a lot of backstory in this episode, obviously, and a lot of build up to why they did what they did. Mm, he so. was trying to get into Gen V. He didn't. He he hasn't been seen yet in this season, so he was trying to make his debut here. Well, he is named after the boys. Yeah. For he those is. for those only listening, Paul's cat is named Huey after our boy Huey from the boys, and is yeah. making an on screen appearance right now. So check that out on YouTube if you're only listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he teleports around the apartment too. <laughs> um, but yeah, this episode to get back to it, love it. If we do want to just j- jump in, we got Kate saying, remember everything I made you forget. And I love how simple it is. It's just like not really hard to make them like mess with their mind a little bit. It's just, hey, remember everything I made you forget. Mm-hmm. And boom, they're back to square one. They remember everything. Immediately, Cricket goes off to find Sam um, and... I mean, how would you guys feel after this? You just go, bam, all of a sudden you remember everything. I mean, we have the whole perspective. So, of course, I feel terrible for Kate. But at the same time, I guess I understand where they're coming from. The lack of trust is definitely not there. She's been 
part of everything now that we know that. Um, so I understand where they're coming from. It just sucks seeing it on the screen, and I hate watching them bicker and fight amongst themselves. But I think it's I, deserved, I guess, for now. I just couldn't imagine being hit with that tidal wave of like different emotions all at once when you have like all of the memories over the past couple weeks come back to you. It would just be insane. I think Andre yeah, I, crushed it this episode in terms of acting. I think yeah, he was unbelievable. He was good. At the end of last episode, too, when he got his memories restored, he all he had was just like a blank face and a tear rolled down his cheek. And Brian, I feel like that would, is like a better representation of what you're talking about. Just like, holy shit, that's a lot. Yeah, I like how Marie words it, though. I know I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, but I like how she words it in the fact that she says, um, you know, just earn it back, earn our trust back. You know, I, we hate you right now, but if you just do your job and help us mm-hmm. out we can we can overcome this bridge so i like how she words that at the like kind of towards the end of them all fighting a little bit here but i jumped the gun a little bit so paul you said emma leaves and runs after sam but while we're still on this i think this entire episode we learn a lot more about kate's powers realize that she's a lot stronger than just her compulsion ability there's some telekinesis going on there's something but in this scene she was reading jordan and marie's mind which i don't think we've established that she could do that yet that is true that was something that i thought was really cool i was a little bit thrown off by it at first because obviously they had never mentioned these powers i kind of assumed these powers were going to be for sam so it's actually kind of a twist for me seeing them come from kate and it was a little bit of a it kind of took me a little bit to pick pick up on but made sense mm-hmm. that sh- her powers are just telekinesis in general too so we all know how that is in comic books just an absolutely broken ability anyone who has telekinesis mm-hmm. is usually like s tier character that kind of makes sense because when they were at in episode two at uh oh my god i can't think of his actual name but uh, golden boy uh <laughs> luke, luke. When we were at Luke's like it's a dumb memorial, name, no, no wonder you wouldn't remember it. Yeah, yeah. right. Nobody remembers yeah. his name, Luke. Yeah. Um, and she kind of overhears everybody talking, and then goes and says, "What were you saying?" She was probably reading their thoughts too, and that's why they went over and said, "Like you know, hit yourself in the nuts with the uh, bat, baseball bat, and yell Jumanji." And I like, is that where this is coming from? Because I don't know what the episode titles are saying. It's almost like. This one should be welcome to the monster club since you find out that everybody's a fucking monster. Yeah, I don't really understand the tie to Jumanji in this episode, I guess, unless be times you know, maybe. No, I mean, Jumanji is what she told Rufus to yell when he hit himself in the balls. But I guess that's just one of Kate's big scenes before this. It's a Kate oriented thing. Um, but it's interesting you had that impression. I I'm not sure if she can 100% control that aspect of her ability, the mind reading, because the only time we've seen it so far, given this is the first time we've had her kind of POV, if you will, but it was when she was about to pass out and was in an incredibly like emotionally stressed scenario where her friends are realizing she's been lying the whole time. So I'm not sure if that just came out of nowhere or if she has like full comp or full grasp on that part of her ability to read people's minds you know what it was it was after i mean this is only because we've seen this episode it's probably because it's been a while since she took her blue pills since shetty Mm. said you know the voices will stop if you take these so you know she's been away and hasn't taken in a while maybe they're like leaking back in but Mm, interesting well, that's All an interesting theories. thing we'll pick up that blue pill uh conversation later i believe uh we did 
to just bang out the Emma and Sam stuff. Speaking of bang out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say. Paul's um, sexiest scene has returned, baby. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're into puppets, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just absolutely love Cricket. The way that she comes in and she's so happy. And immediately Sam's like, oh, my God, like, it's it's really you. Like, you definitely remember everything and how weird they are together. Um, I mean, good for them that they work, but <laughs> they are super weird sometimes, too. Like when he's talking about his hand and he's like, yeah, and he's pretty competent. Like he named his hand like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, funny. So. Sorry, B-Tums. Oh, all I was going to say is the fact that it's cringy cheesy means it's like kind of realistic because you've always had those moments with your significant other where you would never want anybody else to hear him. But it's like your thing and it would look dumb to us, but it's special to them. This was sappy as shit, though, and it made me feel (laughs) old because this was a very like, oh, shit, they're like 18, 19 year olds finding their first love. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Did you know immediately? Because I first thought I had is he's totally going to be a virgin because he's been locked up this whole time. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first thought. My second thought is this dude is a fucking stallion for his first time being (laughs) like this and made her see God 14 times. What? Yeah. How? I guess it's because he's a soup. He's just automatically going to be probably good at sex. I just assume that all soups are probably athletic strong <laughs> and just able to just be good at sex and i think i was getting some of what was going on is he like couldn't focus probably and because he kept seeing puppets and that's why he was like i can't do this 24 7 like i messed up and that was kind of uh, like messing with his mojo and his game but uh all in all mo- i fucking love cricket so i was very jealous of sam that's all i'll say in the moment when i saw the puppet i thought it was him trying to turn to determine you know, if this was real or not, because this might have been something in his head that he had played out so many times, he just couldn't believe that it was actually happening. And that's kind of he was flashing. He had the flash of the puppet, but then it went back to her and he kind of had this sigh of relief. But I think you're you're, you're kind of I think you're right, Paul, in in that sense. I think that it was him more so just kind of realizing that he just mentally can't do this all the time, I guess. But yes, totally rooting for these two. Absolutely love these two as a couple. Some power couples in this show, man. I, I love what, them all. Was this something I'm reading, reading way, way too much into when he when she says we both smell like sweaty popcorn and he's like, we do. I was like, does he not have a sense of smell? Is that one of the things that they were doing in the woods? Just getting rid of some senses here and there and testing on them and totally just making shit up. It could have totally could have just them being their weird goofy banner back and forth like oh yeah sweet popcorn blah 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 but i read it I as know. that and he just doesn't know how normal people are supposed to smell because he's locked up in a cell and probably stinks all the time <laughs> that's probably a hundred percent it and way more better but like yeah. they could reveal that and i'd be like paul was right i think he was on <laughs> paul knew and it was a play um, on the whole drive-in movie theater thing too i think as well yeah. like their thing oh. it's their also thing. yeah yeah the fact that she doesn't want to run away just because she's like no we don't have to run away together let's, let's just be together here like no more running away i know people i'm like god man you're just the best <laughs> i got some friends yeah, you can't ditch the boys when they're when they're in peril. You got to make things right. Um, and so they do. Next time we see them is reconvening, uh, with the squad. I feel like we need a name to refer to like the squad as, and the squad is a good place. The, the dream team. 
because they can't be the boys. Yeah, the dream team's good. Some girls, but like, oh. there's a boy too. Well, as I was only saying dream team for this episode just because they were in the dream. But if you're talking about like our little group we got going this season, it'll be the pals because they're not boys. They're just pals. <laughs> the pals. <laughs> the, pals. <laughs> the pals. Well, I'll tell you what. I love the dream team for this episode. So yeah. why don't we take it back to the beginning of the dream team's escapades? Which is, oh, okay. So I guess back in the apartment after Emma dishes, then that's when Kate kind of starts having her episode, if you will. We see a cool aspect of Marie's powers where she can literally control her heartbeat, slow it down to like make sure it's pumping. Oh, Marie's powers are great. And I think there's a reason why Cardosa wants her specifically, uh, though I digress. Kate remains asleep, though, even though Marie has stabilized her. Um, what actually knocks them unconscious? Do they just like snap it, and well, it's gone. her. I think Kate like wakes mm-hmm. up in a second and just in a flash of fear and whatnot, just kind of knocks them all out. It's is how I took it. She gasps and then she disappears, and that's all they see. And I'm guessing in real life, their bodies go numb and limp and they fall, but instead they have the young guy who's actually old come in with the fanny pack he always throws the party dusty the, dusty and the the doorway opens up the cinder blocks move so they just go in there and then of course it disappears behind right, them right, right, and then right. this throws us into the first memory of we get of them walking in the woods to a woman and a sheriff looking for a boy named caleb soon find out it is the story that kate just told marie of this is kate's brother she told him Go away and don't come back. And this is the first time her powers ever happened. And this is the aftermath. And new favorite character I hate the most, uh, Kate's mom. Just the worst. They're, all the parents are terrible. I, I wouldn't put yeah. her as the worst because they're all the worst. Just parents in this show are the worst. It's just a category that defines them all so well. But yeah, it just immediately is telling Kate, stay away from me. Don't come anywhere near me. I, I'm afraid of you. As she she's me. however old she is. How can you tell that to your daughter? That's yeah, I think she said she was like six or something like that. Like I don't I don't know. think any of these parents have read a single parenting book in their life. <laughs> Kids are gonna yeah. make mistakes. They got a bunch of money, I guess, for letting the government shoot up their babies. Yeah. And it's your fault too. So suck a dick, mom. But how about this? This little cameo, uh, was not expecting at all but mm. oh my god soldier boy the idol the icon comes back in what were your first takes i mean i feel like i could have quoted this entire scene on this podcast <laughs> and just recreated it for everyone because everything soldier boy said here was absolute gold this was the cameo i just wasn't expecting at all and I, I have no words, no more words, really. It was just incredible. It was just incredible. <laughs> pump up the Jonas Brothers and dry hump her pillow until she <laughs> saw God. Oh, my God. The one uh, the one I have is knock, knock. Who's there? Go fuck your face. <laughs> yeah, that was just so good. It doesn't take anything. doesn't even have to make sense. It's just the cockiness and loudness of it all. So the reason he is here is because he was Kate's imaginary friend, someone, I guess, who Kate idolized in her nine-year lockup. By her parents who she fantasized i guess about all of our superheroes just wanted to be a superhero herself um and soldier boy was i guess the main component of 
you know, her teen years. And this is why he's making an appearance here. I thought it was going to be some kind of reference to like a training video, like how Captain America in, in some of those movies, you know, has, yeah. you know, school education videos. I thought that's how he was going to make his cameo. But just this is propaganda. One, yeah, this is just 1000% better. It was gold. Oh Absolute gold. Absolutely. You're a Russian agent now. What? No, I'm not. I'm no godless, dickless commie. I bleed red. American red, red, white, and blue. He's just like, he's like, fuck your face. Oh my god, so good. Taught her how to find the man in the canoe. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's seventeen different names for it. Um, and he also explains that the lightning going on is actually bursting blood vessels. So her mm. Kate's mind is literally consuming itself and self destructing right now. So if they don't find a way out before she wakes up, they're gonna get stuck in it. I legitimately thought. When we saw the thunder at first, because I didn't really know what happened when we first got teleported, I thought there was going to be some another soup that was playing some role here because we see early on when they get teleported to this world that a, a lightning bolt strikes. And I, I took a note of it about what that was. So I'm glad we got the answer early that it was just her mind blowing up on itself. So the cameo was great. Then we get another memory after Soldier Boy gets blown up by lightning. And the other memory is another one of Kate's. Which is where Shetty comes to her house to recruit her. Um, this is where we see where Shetty digs her claws into Kate. Obviously, just comes in on a white horse, rescues her from her parents, literally imprisoning her in her own room. Gives her these blue pills that make her just the flooding in of people's voices go away. And essentially just says, we're going to take care of you. We're going to help you. So like assuming a maternal role in Kate's life that was obviously vacant because of how her mom reacted to her powers. So like we get it. You yeah. still messed up, but we get it. No, I mean, I don't blame fucking Kate at all. After all this backstory, like exactly like Marie said, you got to earn it back. But I mean, the door that her mom had on there was like a freaking bomb shelter. It was ridiculous. And Kate was just in there. She was like studying. She was doing classes. I guess it was all to be a superhero. So it kind of leans into why Luke thought she was smart. Next uh, memory, because all she did was study. And when Shetty says, would you like a hug? And Kate like starts bawling, crying and says, yes. And wants to hug. I'm like, that's probably the first time she's been touched in Nine God years. knows how long. And Nine yeah. Years. And like you, it's like science. You need physical touch, basically. It's really good for you. So, uh, that that was just a great like ten second scene where I was like, "Holy shit!" This I understand and so much why Kate does what she does. Looking back on this scene, it makes me hate Shetty so much more because of how manipulative she is in her mind. I'm sure at this point she's already established that she hates soups. You know, she has this plan already in the back of her head, and she feels like Kate, I feel like, is a perfect pawn in that plan. So she has no sympathy for Kate at all. It's just a tool for her. So just looking back on the scene, I hate Shetty so much for what she's doing to everyone. She's well, a great character. She's a good character to hate. I mean, like, I don't hate her actress. She's doing, obviously, a fantastic job. Just the character herself pisses me off. <laughs> As we find out, she is a very important pawn in their plan and what they have going on in the woods. But as we continue through the memories, we see the memory of Golden Boy on the first day of classes at God U introducing himself to Kate, uh, which eventually he kind of breaks the third wall, if you will, and addresses Andre and starts playing the guilt card because we get it revealed. 
Andre and Kate were fooling around before uh, Golden Boy died, and that's not cool, homie. So one yeah. love the transition from the last scene to this one, how it is kind of playing on the television, and then they're kind of all teleported all into the the classroom. But yeah, this was this was an interesting, if you want to call it a twist, because we kind of had questions when Kate and Andre first started hooking up after Golden Boy's death. It's like okay, that was a little little quick to move on so not that this was like a good thing but it was it makes that epi- that them hooking up in that first episode or second episode so much more you know meaningful clear. Since, yeah clear yeah. exactly yeah 100 percent. it's weird because the scene we see in the memory luke is like hey can i cheat off of you and then it also gets revealed uh, that kate was cheating on uh mm-hmm. luke as well and it's just so messed up i mean he even says like how many times and luke that luke actually was andre's best friend and soldier boy in the memory told andre that kate really did love andre like still does so it's like this really weird love triangle and it's like did kate ever love luke if her only job was just to be like a pawn to guide him so really weird don't want to be involved with any of it. Honestly, I hate love triangles. <laughs> but um, I, honestly, I it's feel crazy. as though this episode leads us to believe that she was truly in love with Andre and that she was just fulfilling her her duties by being with Luke and convincing him to fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. I do not think we're supposed to think Kate actually liked him. No. Although maybe they did show us that first meeting scene and that seemed kind of genuine. Now I'm conflicted, Paul. So, so, question for you here, because Luke does go all Terminator mode, goes to kill them, ends up hitting Dusty. So, and he explodes. Question, was Dusty ever in here to begin with? Was he ever in, like, the actual dream? I figured he was mm-hmm. because they showed him before. I, they show him afterwards, don't they? They show when they all get out. He comes in through like the back door and they're like, oh, you're here. No, that's Sam and Cricket. I have okay. it here, but I, I took it as Dusty's gone and they didn't make a single comment on it as they came out of the dream world. Yeah, because his body isn't there. So like in the room, like all of their memory, all everybody that was trapped in a dream, all their bodies are actually there. They were just unconscious. So if Dusty actually died in the dream, why is his body not in the house? And if it's if he actually exploded in the dream, why is there not just blood everywhere? Like, he is he's not actually there. dead. I am watching the the scene right now. He is not there when they wake so, up. Basically, if Dusty was just never in the dream and he was just in there by Kate as a tool to guide them, then whatever. But if Dusty died in the dream, where the fuck's his body in the real world? And I don't yeah. like that. I'm That's with it. you. That was a, that was one thing I also wanted to bring up was I I have no idea if Dusty's actually alive or dead. We'll see. Also, their powers don't work in this dream world. Obviously, I feel like yes. we should just yes. clarify that because they try to fight back on Luke, but this uh, they chase them right into Brink's office, and I love how somebody pushes by Jordan. Jordan's like, "Yo!" and then he realizes that it's the other version of him in a memory, <laughs> like pushing past him. It was cool seeing them interact with one another, the girl and guy version of Jordan, like staring each other in the face here. But this was an intense scene as well, because we see um, Luke 
in a flashback moment with Jordan um, confronting. I'm blanking on his name already so much. Brink. Brink. Yes, thank you. And they're arguing about Luke is trying to get more answers out of Brink about the woods and things like that. But Jordan really obviously has no idea what Luke is freaking out about. But Brink's kind of turns his head and makes a move, a nod towards Jordan for him to back him up. And they pull out this gas that knocks Luke out essentially. And they Brink embraces Jordan and says, "You know, I'm making you my teacher's assistant." So if you could just keep this hush hush for now, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Like Brink had a needle in his hand, didn't know what he was trying to or already did inject. I think he Luke already with. did inject Luke with something. Yeah. So all that shit was going down. And um, you know, he calls for cleanup basically right away. So he's got people coming in to take care of Luke. And yeah, this is why Jordan got to the position that they're at and why they love brink so much because they're like brink took care of you brink was good and it was like now it's more like brink was just using you yeah i like the way that uh female jordan was talking here about how he was just nice to you he wasn't he never really did anything good for you he was just nice to you and you took that as you know a, a true friendship and obviously that was the wrong thing to do and again this is just cape projecting onto them saying proving to them that they're not perfect either they've all done something in this whole event that is causing that caused you know luke's death sam's capture all of this and she's trying to make her point get through to them and it sucks uh, I, I mean it sucks they're all li- reliving their worst moments probably got a little nervous when brink was like being a hero isn't about the glory it's about the sacrifice i'm like jordan you better not take that to heart and sacrifice yourself later because god i love you uh, jordan's character is so cool Yep, I'm a big Jordan stan. And this the is a bad look for Jordan. Oh yeah, I mean it's a it's a bad look for all of them. I mean that's the 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 theme of the episode. It's they're all again emphasis on this should have been the episode name of last episode, but or this episode should have had last episode's name with the Welcome to the Monster Club. Right. All right. So I mean, the next memory is the one in the woods where we see what they were using Kate for down there, and we're getting. Uh, Luke and Sam knocked out on tables undergoing a blood transfusion and Luke just gets up immediately looks around Shetty's there Cardos is there was Brink there I forget if Brink mm-hmm. was there Brink, Brink was, was there. there um and he starts screaming bloody murder and he looks up and who's there in the corner but Kate who he looks for for comfort for help Nah, sorry, bro. What the fuck are you guys doing to me? Kate's here. She's like, help me. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're going to forget about this happening in the woods and your brother is dead. And just mm, zombie again. And just flashes of multiple times. Forget, 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 forget. forget. And I'm sure this would totally fuck with your brain chemistry at one point. I mean, we don't know how it works, but they say, do you think this helped lead to Golden Boy's break? And I think it 100% did. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. He probably thought he was crazy, which in turn just made him crazier. All this stuff. And of course, no one else is going to believe him. So he's going to, to other people, he has already lost it. And the blood transfusion was tricky. Don't know exactly what Mm -hmm. the goal was there, but they say, you know, trying to experimental procedures, they had to do something. I was wondering if they were trying to take like Sam's strength and add it to golden boys but that was just again we have no idea what they're trying to well do. i think um kate says at the end that they were trying to do the opposite use golden boy to make sam stronger 
Oh, okay. Is that what they said? Okay. Interesting. I mean, it, it makes sense because yeah. Sam, they say Sam's powers are incredibly valuable and he's super strong. So if they give like Golden Boy's uh, defense abilities and so he can't die and stuff like that, that would probably be what they're looking to do. But uh, sorry, I was just going to push us along. Yeah, push us, dude. <laughs> Push, push, push somewhere else. All right. Um, th- we're gonna push ourselves to Shetty's office, where Shetty and Brink are. They're talking to Kate, and Kate's saying, "Like, I don't know if I can do this. This is bad for him. Um, you know, something's going on. He's not safe." And Brink's like, "Ah, come on. He's fine. You're doing him a favor." All I have is they're fucking morons. Like, you can't... How do you just deflect, deflect, deflect? And it's just so annoying. Well, Kate's... None of them are morons. They're clearly manipulating her. They know it's wrong. Like, they're not dumb. They're doing that for a reason. She's not a moron because she just doesn't know any better and has nowhere else to go. So, like... There's an unspoken agreement. Hey, let us just manipulate you. Don't ask questions. Do as you're told. And we're going to make everything just fine. This is how Vought operates. Just play their game and you won't end up on the other end of the table undergoing a random blood transfusion. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, hey, am I wrong? That's how Vought does shit. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Empty platitudes for Kate. So even when she expresses, hey, this is messing Luke up and... I think she even said he's starting to remember things anyway. It's like really weird. There are these effects to Kate's powers, clearly, but they push them to the side. You're doing a great job. And hey, do you mind wiping them too? Ah, break the third wall again. So they sprint <laughs> away. And now it's time fourth for wall? Uh, fourth wall. Yes. Thank you. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they sprint away and it's time for Marie to confront her past. And I thought this was the dumbest one because it's like, well, I mean, she has the most traumatic past, if I'm being honest, because that's crazy. But in no way, shape or form, could you convince me that that is any even iota Marie's fault killing her parents? Oh, no. Agreed. And the whole talk that that she had with her younger sister saying and her younger sister saying, like, no matter how hard you try to be a hero, you'll always be a murderer to me. I'll never forgive you. And I'm like, dude, this is just probably in your head. And if she actually said that to you, uh, fuck her. Move on. <laughs> yeah, just kind of move on because obviously it's not your fault. Um, Gun to your head, Paul. Does Annabeth have powers? Uh, in the woods, yeah. We're going to find her soon. Don't worry. <laughs> Spicy theory. We will. I'm sticking to that. <laughs> but Spiciest yeah. theory. Yeah, the only thing we learned in here really is that nothing, right? She and she just st- like starts screaming to Kate, and this is kind of how they get in front of Kate in her own mind. It's it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, they but, have that queen's well, gambit. She looks up to the ceiling and it kind of flips upside down on her. Yeah, yeah. the transitions she, were trippy. Yeah, it's a good callback to a couple episodes ago where Kate kind of empathizes with Marie saying, hey, don't feel bad. Don't uh, spend any more of your time thinking about your parents because they made the decision to shoot you up full of this random chemical and make a quick buck off you. So like that, I feel like Overture is playing in the background as this is happening. And they come out of the memories and she's like, listen, 
what you just showed us is all of us have fucked up and all of us are completely messed up beyond repair. But like, we got to stick together. We can't just like quit on this. Well, there is that one long dragged out scene where they're all trying to convince her to realize. And I think it's Andre that eventually tells her, nah, you don't get the quit. Yeah, no, we don't have to really break that down. It's like pretty cookie cutter inspirational. Like you just got to wake up kind of deal so oh, i thought it was intense i thought andre crushed it here he's because he, he comes off aggressive of course he's telling kate go fuck yourself you just want to sit here and hide fuck you but we're not doing that we're not letting you do that you're gonna wake up and help us all out i thought it was really great and i thought andre's acting was at its peak right here just wanted to give that shout out for him <laughs> so what do you guys think is the deal with jordan because when they all kind of come back to the real world they all get back in their bodies, stand up, and Jordan swaps to the female version real quick and then starts giggling and gets all happy. That was to then, test the powers. Like, to oh, is that all that was? To confirm yeah, that they were back. Marie in the was real just world. like, okay. are we back in the real world? It took me a yeah. second to get that, too. I didn't know what they were doing. Totally didn't get that because yeah. Brink earlier was like, oh, when I first saw you as a freshman here, you never wanted to swap and all this other stuff. And I, I didn't really get that. But that's um, what I thought it was kind of related to at first as well. But I think it was just more so they can her them confirming that they're not in the dream world also love cricket and sam walk in this is where they all come back and first thing jordan is like you have sex air you guys totally bang (laughs) (laughs) jordan would probably be able to feel their pulses too just Mm -hmm. a little bit uh a little bit up more than anyone else's jordan's powers are going to be so broken i feel like by the end of this it'll be cool is she gonna make shetty and like just kill herself by the end i don't know but um are you talking about jordan marie or sorry marie not jordan i'm sorry marie's powers very possible but i was gonna say they all stink right now compared to sam because sam throws them all on their asses as soon as he sees kate Mm -hmm. and thank god cricket this is like the hulk and black widow man the sam is hulking out and cricket comes up and is like hey sun's getting real low pretty much (laughs) (laughs) it really was that exactly what it is yep but I don't, again, uh, don't blame Sam for doing this at all. Of course, Kate, he's seen Kate put uh, Luke under her, her spell. So obviously this is probably target number, t- like top three targets for him, honestly. Cardosa, Shetty, Kate. But oh, yeah. I think they did a good job calming uh, calming him down. Shout out to uh, Cricket. I also like how when... Sam reveals Sam and Kate reveals that it's Shetty. Shetty's behind all of it, directing it. Um, they don't get like, oh, so we're fucked. Marie's like, all right, so we know the answer. Like they're like, all right, yeah. we're we're fucking going through with this. So that was really cool that they're not. She didn't even hesitate at all. She was like, hell yeah, now we know where to go. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Hey, Marie's a great main character like that. She's just an orphan, didn't grow up with social media. She's just like coming into this with fresh newborn eyes, and I love it. She fights for good, man. I hope she doesn't get tainted. All right. Our last scene, we skipped over it earlier, but we're going to hit the woods real quick. Um, And I really, really like this new character, Betsy, but uh, don't get attached to her because she's not that interesting, apparently, (laughs) because she's dead in two scenes. Um, But we find out that the doctor is testing the new virus, honestly worked exactly what he was trying to do to this Betsy girl. We see her chained up and coughing. um, But when she tries to use her power, which is some type of electricity, which I was hyped for, uh, she can't. 
And she it seems like she was trying to attack them, both Shetty and the doctor, but she cannot use her powers. This is exactly what Shetty wants. But now Shetty says, hey, let's see how sick we can make her concentrate the dose. Next awesome. scene, we get just the doctor walking in. Betsy dead already. Um, and she's like, oh, my God, it killed a soup. And the doctor's like, oh, my God, we killed a soup. We suck. Um, he, he thought she would just get the flu, but killed her all the way. And Shetty turns around with her face lit up and says, now, can you make it contagious? So dun, she dun, dun. wants to kill all the soups. Yeah, This was nuts. <sighs> this was I, the point of the woods. This was the, he literally said, this is what the very reason the woods exists was this virus. This entire show is just Vought trying to find a contingency plan for Homelander and the Pandora's box. Well, we don't even know. That Do we even know it's confirmed Vought yet? Like this is just a side thing, right? We're just under the assumption that we're going to assume that Vought nah, wants when, to know. Uh, they've referenced Vought is in on this several times throughout. And in the opening episode, what is her name? The chick with the red hair who's like Ashley. Vaught. Ashley, yeah. Oh, yeah Ashley's you're right. like, you're oh, right. this Duh. better not be the Duh. one. So right. Vought is in on it confirmed. Uh, um they're probably now, like funding or something like that like it's all god you research but like i like that is, idea like, funding that, it i like that idea of like having a homelander contingency because obviously they've seen homelander no longer kind of follow what they want him to do anymore he's more of a oh, wild yeah. card just murdering whoever he wants and just the crowd just cheering for him i will say shetty also asked cardosa so the virus won't affect us so does that mean Shetty is a human confirmed? Yeah, Shetty yeah. is human confirmed. I oh. I was gonna drop a theory earlier that you know maybe what if Shetty's power is that she's just invulnerable to other soups' powers because <laughs> she like goes in front of Kate and she's like I'm not scared of you. Do you want a hug and all that stuff? So I thought she would just be like be invincible, cool. but I think yeah, if she's making this virus, she wouldn't be fucking around with it if it's gonna kill her. So, um, yeah, I'm. And I think we got a few theories about why uh, she is going through all of this to try to kill all these soups. She obviously has a vendetta. So our boy Jimmy Pa hasn't been on the pod too much, but he's been watching along and listening to us. And he had a theory that Dean Shetty wants to kill the soups because either one killed her daughter because they did talk about she did say, you know, at one point to Marie while they're eating, you know, I do have a daughter. Um, and quickly glossed over it. I think Marie tried to to ask more questions about the daughter, and Shetty just com completely changed the subject. Yeah. So she either thinks that a soup killed her daughter, or maybe her daughter was given compound V and it killed her instead of swapping her. So that was one theory we had. Yeah, I I think I'm on point with that. It, she clearly has a vendetta against all soups and wants to kill all the soups. Um, We'll definitely get that. It's unfortunate. We only have two episodes left, and I hate how these episodes have been only forty minutes in in the recent ones. But hopefully, they the next two become. Quick. Hopefully, the next two are like an hour. I just want to emphasize my theory that I think Kate still won't make it out of this season. Um, Jimmy also agreed with me on that one, saying that Kate is just going to make a huge sacrifice. I like the comparison he had off pod. He compared her to Jean Grey, which definitely feels like a Jean Grey character, where she is just so strong in her world. We're kind of seeing the decline of her, and I think she's going to make a a, strong, a bold sacrifice in order to save her friends. So Jimmy was on the same page as me with that one. Um, 
He also said he thinks the blue pills that Kate is taking might be a beta for the virus being developed in the woods. Which possible? I feel like that's probably just dulling the powers, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just the first step in probably- nullifying them a little bit because like it's like we were talking about, if it could stop all of Kate's voices from coming in, maybe that was just the very beginning. Yeah, I think that would be it's the perfect Kate was the perfect test subject for those pills because she can no longer she can't read Shetty's mind into what she's actually thinking anymore of what her grand scheme plans are and but they still covers up the powers enough where she can still touch other people and control them so and it's probably dulling her powers a lot like we were just saying so if that's being said she stops taking them she's way more powerful than she imagined you know she right now is only messing with people's memories but like what if she gets off the pills and she can't only mess with people's memories but she's yeah professor x and can yeah just starts manipulating reality <laughs> do everything yeah, yeah. he it's- also said that after the first time she pushed her brother she was jailed for nine years and then probably never pushed again until after she got to god you so she might just assume that she gets sick and faints like every time she pushes too much Mm -hmm. however it could be the blue pills enacting on her yes that was jimmy's other thing that her seizures from pushing aren't really a thing they're the pills they're side effects of the pills and almost like a restraint on it to make sure she can't do it too much very all- Jean Grey ask if true. That's all- Jimmy's thing. He always backs <laughs> his theories up with evidence. Yeah. Do you guys see the uh, tweet too that it's basically confirmed that this season of the boys? So we are going to get we are going to get Gen Gen V season two. That's already confirmed. But they are saying that this season of Gen V when it ends will kind of just immediately bleed into the boys universe. So they have confirmed that this is essentially uh, season three point five, and whatever happens at the nice. end of the season will bleed into the fourth season, which. This is great, man. I think they're just doing a, a bang up job of all this. The Boys is without a doubt one of my top shows out right now, if not the best show out right now. We got now. some empty seats in the seven right now. I wouldn't be surprised if this show just gets us primed for introducing a little backstory to us when we get new members of the seven. Yeah, it's very doable. They might find out about Vaught. Andre is sitting pretty at number one. I feel like Andre could be going into the seven. Wow. I didn't even think that that this has like actual implications for the boys. But Andre makes it kind of making me think that way. I mean, they they sold Golden Boy like, hey, do you want Maeve's room or do you want Starlight's room? That's what I'm thinking. One thing we've seen them do throughout this show is you know, give people credit to cover up their kind of their own asses a little bit. So they could easily say, you know, Oh, look at Andre, you know, stopped Golden Boy. And he also stopped this underground like thing that was going on at Godolkin University. This guy guaranteed locked to be in the seven, you know, and then he comes in and then helps our, our group out with Starlight and Huey. That would just be a dream come true in my mind. But we'll see where it goes. It would so, be nice to see someone with Magneto's power, but be the good guy. Know yeah, what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. My last uh, question is not even really a theory. It's more a question of what is Marie's power like fully, what like fully developed, like awakened, if you want to talk about like One Piece. Yeah, One Piece. But we already saw Shetty say like Marie's power is way more valuable than she knows. 
I don't know if that's leaning into the virus aspect of it. She wants Marie's powers because something with the blood, maybe if she contaminates her blood with the virus, that will just be able to make it more contagious to everybody else because it's blood based. Or if there is like a second stage where she can just straight up control people because she can control people's blood inside their body i think it's going to be that i think it's almost going to be that she's going to be a bloodbender like in avatar the last airbender just pop hearts i think she might even i might even go as far to say she could even maybe control people's thoughts as well just from the amount of blood that she allows people to receive to the brain something crazy. i don't know how i'm not a biologist i have no idea how the human brain works but i i think there could be a potential for her to control not only just bodies but minds too she blew up the dude's dick earlier yeah i think it's like really limitless from a healing standpoint i think like she could probably keep people alive indefinitely even if they suffered lacerations even if their heart stopped i think she would be like the most insane medic out in the field number two i think a potential trump card for a homelander i mean i i think she could be newman's if she gets her powers honed enough just squish someone's brain make all the blood flow to their feet or some shit like yeah yeah she could fuck anybody's day up and we're already it? seeing she could control kate who is another soup's heartbeat just i forget if she had to be touching her or if she just no, could. no like, just like hovering over her she has never weaponized it like that we've seen her like flailing coagulated blood <laughs> no dude she's awakened version of her like oof. yeah she's mad about it devastating exciting shit gotta wait till next episode gotta yep. wait two left we have two left we have seven left and eight penultimate and the ultimate and that's going to be a wrap for our episode six coverage of Gen V. Uh, as always, if you liked what you heard, give Benchtown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BenchtownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Benchtown TV. And thanks for listening. Go Phils. Go Phillies. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.